You're listening to the Pat and Stu Podcast. Hi, this is Stu Bergeer. Like you, I've worked hard to build a bright financial future. At least I've tried to in a tough economy. So I've been looking for different ways to protect my assets. And the most exciting opportunity I've been able to find lately is the country of Belize. Belize is an English-speaking, democratic country that has favorable tax laws, a strong banking system, a stable economy, and a real estate market that has been growing for the last 25 years. And uh, you might want to also know that Belize is a tropical paradise. Belize offers a low cost of living and some of the most breathtaking scenery on Earth. It truly is one of the best-kept secrets in the world, and it's only an hour from the United States. Soon, my wife and I are going to be taking a trip down to Belize to check it out. I'm calling it research. I know it looks good on paper, but you know you got to see it for yourself, and you should too. Go to buybelize.com to find more information about this exciting opportunity. That's buybelize.com. Schedule a flight. Check it out. Buybelize.com. Hello. (laughs) We are back. I remember you. And you know what? We can't ignore Barack Obama any longer. He had an impromptu press conference last week. No, not about Benghazi. Not about the IRS targeting Tea Party groups. Not the NSA or Fast and Furious, but... Of course, Trayvon Martin. We'll get into those comments later on in the show. And Melissa Harth Perry had yes. quite a week. She and Ed Schultz have discovered what's wrong with Detroit. Mm-hmm. Of course, as you know, obviously, conservatives sure. and small government. Well, that's because conservatives mm-hmm. run Detroit. They have forever. <laughs> or, Don't or you not. know that? Or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the president, of course, is also urging a reexamination of self-defense laws. However, as state senator, he co-sponsored a bill that strengthened Illinois' Stand your ground law. <laughs> a little problem there. That's weird. That's strange, isn't it? Uh, Patent stew mm-hmm. starts right now. Oh. Mm. Here we go for Patent stew. QBO countdown. Four, three, two, one. Now, from the Glenn Beck Studio in Dallas. This is Pat and Stew. Only on the Blaze. <laughs> we are so nimble. We're back over here now. It's I don't know how. How do they do it? How you, you're wondering how do they do it? We're not going to tell you. We're just that nimble, that quick, uh, that live. So triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. It's nice to be back home, isn't it? I mean, it's been it was a month, uh, and I love uh, Utah. I love Salt Lake City. Really do. But, man, I'll tell you, I wanted to come home in the worst possible way. And now that I've been home for two days, it's time to leave again. Uh, so we're, yeah, we're he- screw this place. Yeah, uh, it's time to get out of here. I'm headed out again with Glenn. Uh, we're going to uh, Washington, D.C. today. Mm. We'll be there today and tomorrow. Oh, I love that place. Love it. Love it. Can't get enough of it. And then we're going to New York for Wednesday and Thursday, where you'll join us on Wednesday, right? Thir- uh, Wednesday nights, so I'll be the Thursday show. will okay. be all together in New York. In New York, mm-hmm. it'll so be we a, such a happy reunion. And together on Thursday, and then together for Friday back here. No, 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 we're not. Just me and you. Yes, that's what I mean. You and me together. Mm, yes, in Dallas. You're right, yeah. but not Glenn. But not Glenn. And no. then, uh, and then I join him on Sunday back in Salt Lake City because it's been a week. Yeah. <laughs> At that point, it'll have been a week yeah. since I've been there. And that's too long. What? And so, uh, yeah. And then we go to San Diego and then we go to Obviously. the Philippines, followed yep. by, uh, <laughs> Indonesia. 
And then I think we're in Malaysia for a day and a half. I guess you, you guys are spending three weeks on the Isle of Man. Is that yes, accurate? Isle of Man, okay. because we've never been there. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to go, except we've never been to the Isle of Man. Well, after your comments on Geraldo today, maybe yeah, the Isle of Man is where something... where we need to be. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> you, saw, you saw the Geraldo pick. You were excited about it. And now Very you're going excited. to the Isle of Man for three months. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. They right. could, maybe they're not coincidence. Connected. Maybe I, they're not. No, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it might doubtful. be. It might just be coincidence. You know, you say one man is good looking, and the next thing you know, you're yeah. gay. That's right. It's Pretty ridiculous. Uh, I don't. Who oh, said anything? Man. Whoa. Who said anything about that? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. To be perfectly honest, and I don't think that's an appropriate conversation point. Uh, but uh, you but know, that's Jeffy. That's Jeffy. You know. That's <laughs> not talk. That's Jeffy. Does not talk about things that are appropriate. <clears throat> right. Mm-hmm. So, well, we've got the whole uh, Trayvon Martin thing that, uh, you know, hasn't been commented on enough yet. But seriously, it came out, it broke, the whole thing happened uh, when we were on vacation. The verdict came down. You know, it was Saturday, didn't it? Was uh, it Saturday yeah, it night? Was it like a Friday or Saturday? Yeah. I think it was a Saturday, which I thought was been. weird. Uh, but I, I will say I was thrilled that it happened the week we were on vacation. Because honestly, it <clears throat> You know, we've talked about these stories before. This very specifically is a local crime case in which uh, two uh, gentlemen that would normally be considered minorities had a disagreement. Mm-hmm. And one of them ended up dead, apparently, uh, as the jury decided without. Um, well, it's only happened thousands of times before that we've never heard of. Right. I mean, we don't know. Statistically, we know it has happened thousands of times. Sure. But we haven't talked about any of them. No. Until now. Until right this moment. Because this is, a, a you, as you pointed out correctly, he's a white Hispanic <laughs> killing a black man. Yeah. Uh, and so. apparently that makes ever. It's such a strange story. Because, oh, it's, because as you point out, uh, there are cases in which white people kill black people. Now, it is the vast minority of cases in which black people are killed. Uh, However. Vast. Yes, vast minority. Most black people are killed by other black people. In fact, mm-hmm. that happens within most races. Most white people are likely, I don't know the answer to this one, but I would assume most white people are killed by white people. I don't know. Typically, you have in, interracial uh, is more than intraracial. That's typically the pattern. At least most minorities are. Most Hutus way. are killed by Tsitsis. So it's, it doesn't hold case and in every ethnicity. I believe it's Tutsis. But Tutsis. Yeah, no, not Tutsis. Yes, yeah, the Hutus and, and you're, Tutsis. Yeah, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're joking about Rwanda. No, and the no I would never joke Rwandans. about No, I'm not. Too soon? Mm, too soon. Too soon. Too soon. It was only the mid-90s. All right. Uh, so okay. we've only had a couple decades, too. Uh, <clears> I was just making a point. That no, you're right. There is. That is, that is true. <laughs> I was talking about the United States. Okay. Uh, so, but right. you were absolutely okay. You were absolutely right. See, I thought so. Yeah, I thought I was correct. You were correct. that. However, it's it's uh, but there is obviously this does occur. There mm-hmm. are, as you pointed out with this video of the older uh, white gentleman shooting the black kid for what seems to be no good re- reason. Oh in gosh. fact, that was unbelievable. It, it, it's so much no good reason that their defense is is insanity. They're right. just saying, look, yeah, he was totally he, he, insane. At the he's time. crazy sometimes, and he does this sometimes. They're not even it seems to be their, yeah. their deal. Uh, yeah. He killed a kitten, apparently. Uh, he All was, right. He his son brought home or daughter. One of his kids brought home a kid. His daughter, yeah. And he didn't want it, so we took it in his basement and killed it. And killed it. What is th- what? Yeah. So you couldn't let it go or give it to a friend or a neighbor or whatever. No. That would, ind- so that would indicate it. to me he is insane. However, it also indicates to me he should be in jail. Yeah. Uh, and it makes yeah. no argument for me to me for him not to be in jail. I don't understand. That. Like when you, the whole point. 
Uh, he should be at least locked up until the end of time. Uh, when you do things like killing a kitten in your basement and shooting random people. The point, though, here is that there are clear-cut cases yeah. in which white people do things that are horribly awful to black people. This does occur. And why the uh, Al Sharpens of the world don't get on the bandwagon of a case like that, the only answer that I can find would be uh, that they, they want white people to be defending mm-hmm. a George Zimmerman. They want the strain. They want Fox News to be on the other side of the story. Because if it's everybody agreeing with everybody, well, then there's no story. There's no rallies. Everyone there's goes no to the money. rally. There's no money. There's no uh, There's no way for Al Sharpton to advance Al Sharpton. And that's yeah. with the George yeah. Zimmerman case. He can be the face of this thing, despite all evidence. Despite, I mean... Anyone who looked at this trial for more than 10 seconds would know this. I think there's a story on, um, I think it's on Twitchy, about an exchange with Greta Van Susteren and a couple of dopey actors and actresses, uh, Richard Dreyfuss and Kristen Chenoweth or whatever her name is from Uh Glee. And their point, like, oh, God, do I have the tweet up still? Because it's the dumbest tweet. Uh, Let's see if I can find it. Because... It was Richard Dreyfus who uh, started it off, and he was talking about the the trial and making some the typical grandiose liberal statement about such a thing, you know, where you have this instead of actually focusing on uh, the uh, the facts uh, of the story, there's the emotion. There's the emotion, and I, mm-hmm. I know I can't. It's not, of course. Uh, I'd like to hear because Richard Dreyfus imparts such wisdom to mankind. That you got me so excited to hear it. I'm going to be really disappointed if you can't find the Richard Dreyfus tweet because, <laughs> Can you, man, whenever I want to know uh, where my positions should be on certain issues, I go directly to Richard Dreyfus. That's my first. That's my go-to guy. I mean, what has Richard Dreyfus tweeted on this? And I'm searching and I'm scanning the internet <laughs> and I'm looking. And so when you said that you found it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know where to stand on this because I have not yet heard Richard Dreyfus's position. Are you talking about where he talked about uh, the American jury? No, no. It's not that one? Because that one's pretty pretty good. What's that one, Jeffy? It's 2013, and an American jury just acquitted a man who admitted to stalking and killing an unarmed child. Say it one more time, because think of the drama that he takes, and think of the way he characterizes this. Now, this, even if this is, I would say his, his, uh, his, his, he's got many inaccuracies in it, but take the general concept of Mm -hmm. what he's saying here. Say it again. It's 2013, and an American jury just acquitted a man who admitted to stalking and killing an unarmed child. Now, first of all, <laughs> first of all, he's a he, child. He did not admit to stalking Trayvon. No, he did not. That did, no, that he never occurred. He did not admit to stalking him. Secondly, yeah, I stalked Trayvon. Yeah, I, I was weeks. stalking him from the time he bought the Skittles. <laughs> In fact, before that, I was stalking him when he was smoking weed with his girlfriend. I was stalking him when he was calling me a creepy uh, cracker. I was stalking him the whole time. Yeah. I, I was hunting him like a dirty dog is right. what I did. Yeah. Then you have uh, just acquitted a man who admitted to stalking and killing an unarmed child. Now, he didn't know he was unarmed at the time. 
That's, an, of course, another minor thing. When mm. a guy's bashing your head into the sidewalk and that's over and over and over again and breaking about. your nose. Never talk about it. Uh, you never. don't necessarily consider if he's armed or not. <laughs> Nor do you consider if he's a child. Right. You don't give a rat's ass how old the guy is. Yeah. He's just happen- he's, he just happens to be murdering you at the time. Yeah. <laughs> or or very nearly. Or very nearly. So let's see the exchange. It just popped up here in a seat. So Kristen Chenoweth says, yes, it's very upsetting. Yes. Uh, now Greta yes, chimes in. Did you sit in the courtroom and actually watch the details of the trial at all? Richard Dreyfus. Oh, I honestly don't know how to respond to that tweet. No is the obvious answer. Does that disqualify my opinion? And if you yeah, scroll down. Since you don't know what you're talking about, <laughs> a wipe. Yeah. Yeah. She, she has a great answer to this, uh, which I don't know if we have on the screen. But basically she says, hey, uh, you know, uh, it's like me commenting on your performance in a movie that i didn't see that's great yes of course that's it makes a difference great it's it's it just doesn't make any sense i but i love that Good because for her let's just say for a second all those details were correct mm-hmm. it's 2013 and a jury <laughs> well that just, part is correct right, that's, that's about part. the only part and a jury acquitted it uh uh <laughs> you know a man for stalking and 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 blah 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 killing an unarmed unarmed child well if the details of the story it, it, it amounted to um, Zimmerman being and acting within the law, then that's what a jury would do. It doesn't, the year doesn't matter. That is what the law is, and that's what we're supposed to go by. A, every actor out there wants you to go by, well, the emotion of the situation indicates that in retrospect, with uh, with 2020 hindsight, we can see this person was unarmed. We also can see his age, which is another thing, by the way. Zimmerman had no idea how old he was. If he was 17 or a few months later when he was 18 and an adult, uh, he wouldn't know that. He doesn't know if he's unarmed. He doesn't know what he's doing. All he knows is his head is being bashed over and over and over and over again into pavement. And if you put that in your freaking tweet, no one retweets it. And no one on the liberal side loves you and says, wow, very upsetting. No cast members of Glee come to your aid and say how upsetting the situation you have just indicated is. Because the guy was bashing his head in. He broke his nose. They'll never even mention that. They they don't even address it. Address the fact that Trayvon was beating the bat crap out of George Zimmerman. Yeah. Beating his head in. Now, how many times? If you if you're armed and somebody is on top of you bashing you in the face and mashing your head against the pavement, how many times do you allow that to happen before you think, okay, I'm in trouble here. I could lose consciousness at any time. I don't know if I'm going to live or die. Do I draw my gun and use it? <laughs> I think one time. I don't well, know. I think one. Maybe two. Maybe. But you're running the risk of losing consciousness, and then the guy just kills you, potentially. With yeah. your gun. Wait, or just with his fist, or just bashing your yeah. head against the pavement. Yeah. It's and, not that hard to do. And again, as, as they pointed, as the guy, the lead medical examiner who's written the actual book on gunshot wounds and these altercations said, uh, it's not the pavement that gives when your head gets bashed against pavement. That's right. It's your freaking it's head. the skull. Just a couple of times. Man, oh I mean, man. I, I've walked, you know, I, I have a, a two-year-old son, almost two-year-old son. And you watch, I watch him, he'll be walking around our little, uh, you know, our little family room. And in the corner of the family room is a, um, a fireplace that has, like, kind of stone around it. And I, every time he walks anywhere near it, I panic. Because he's two years old, he just falls down for no reason, even when he doesn't trip over something. Yeah. And I'm afraid that one time he's yeah, going to fall that. the wrong way and, f- and his head's going to smack against these rocks. He will. He and that. he probably will. But 
just that is enough. I will be at the hospital with him because of that. Uh-huh. That's just him falling down. Imagine in a you know a person who let's be honest about it, a seventeen and a half year old uh, uh, guy in the shape of Trayvon Martin looks like he was in good shape and everything. That's a that's an adult for physical altercation purposes. Yeah. Uh, you know that is a lot of pain. That is, you know, that is a broken nose. That is something that a couple of those hits against the pavement and you're and you're unconscious, unconscious or worse. Yeah, uh, it's a major yep. head trauma you're facing there. Of course, you take out the gun when you're you armed. Of course, you do. You and thank to. God he was armed. Yeah. I mean, look, we don't know how the situation started. And that's the, the difficult thing is because we don't know if Zimmerman had good intentions or bad. We don't know that. Uh, you know, there's no there's no real information to say that he had any racist intentions or anything like that but maybe he was just angry against you know he was sick of people in his neighborhood uh you know doing things in his neighborhood and robbing houses and he took it out on the wrong person maybe he had bad intentions we don't know but the bottom line is it's not a crime to follow someone in your freaking neighborhood it's no, not a crime, especially fact, when you're that's doing what neighborhood men watch. used to do. Yeah, that's what that was supposed to be your job. You take care of your own neighborhood. Yeah, you take care of your own neighborhood. You don't depend on the cops. Yeah, you know, you you when you see someone going down, you you step out and you say, "Excuse me, what's what's going on here?" You you go out and you insert yourself into those situations because if people find out that when they walk down those streets and they look suspicious, that people call them out, they don't walk down those streets anymore. Mm-hmm. That is the way streets used to be patrolled. If I see Jeffy's car in my neighborhood, right. I'm coming out with an AR-15. Yeah, and I'm loading, and I'm, I'm just I'm filling it with questions. And I'm just, in fact, I'm not even asking a question. You're right. I'm just firing repeatedly. <laughs> exactly. Over and over and over. <laughs> you don't like my VW Bug? Or? <laughs> no. 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 Well, it's, it's not, yeah, it's more you. Driving it. Driving anything. Right. Being anyone. Doesn't matter. Just being. It could be a Cadillac. I don't care. <laughs> Triple eight seven two seven back. Big fan of how the country's being run, are you? I, I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. You're probably one of these people who's like, I love President Obama and all of his policies. In fact, you know what I would really love is a policy that had Obama's name in it and then told me he was going to care for me. Like, it was just that Obama cares, something like that. You know, uh, there are organizations out there, if you want those policies, uh, that will fight for them. Uh, associations like uh, the AARP, for example. They will sit there and spend the money you give them for benefits to fight for things like Obamacare. If you want that, you have it. It's the AARP, and you should go with them because they're fantastic for those purposes. But if you want the other side, perhaps if you want an alternate uh, to the AARP, the Association of Mature American Citizens, or AMAC, is where you want to go. They are the conservative alternative to the AARP, and they believe in things that you believe in, faith, family, freedom. How about a strong Second Amendment? Someone, uh, when people are saying, oh, Trayvon Martin, well, we need to change all those stand your ground laws. How about someone who's going to step up and fight for those laws, fight for your right to own a firearm? Low taxes, free enterprise. This is, these are the things that AMAC believes in. If you join AMAC, you'll receive great benefits, and you can be rest assured that they're not going to use the resources you give them to fight for policies you spent your whole life fighting against. Research your options. Look into a group that will represent uh, your American values and think about AMAC. Join an organization that is not only better for you, but is better for America. 
Go to americaisrising.com. That's americaisrising.com. Or call 888-262-2006. That's americaisrising.com. Or call them 888-262-2006. The obvious pat on Jeffy Krenz. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold it. What Jeffy is not. Don't get put Jeffy in this victim yeah, yeah, uh, don't situation. Don't start. Let's not, you know, what he's, is that about? I mean, he's one of the worst people that has ever been created. <laughs> what crime? What? Yeah. Oh, uh, you heard me. Oh, you heard uh, me. I, did I... Well, see, like, for example, the crime of not turning your microphone on is just another crime that's that you a crime. commit daily. I try to not break the law as often as possible. Well, that's that's not true, but uh, you try no, to not is. get caught as often as possible. That I counts. do do that. I did. Mm-hmm. I think I told the story before the break. But well, well, you said do-do. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. So, uh, isn't Sarah supposed to tell us <laughs> no, when, yeah, when these is. things happen? Where yeah, is she? She, she missed it. One. She didn't care. Mm-hmm. She doesn't care about the show anymore. She doesn't care at all. Uh, so we were, uh, I think before the break I mentioned this, but we did a little meet and greet at uh, the little 5K race uh, in Utah. Yep. And I did have someone come up to me. And I think it came up to you as well and said, I, you know, I'm, I'm really upset um, of, of the whole Jeffy situation. I want to make sure that in the future uh, you uh, can be meaner to Jeffy <laughs> yes. uh, because you're yeah, not being mean enough funny. to him. Very funny. And I would say that's... I mean, I would almost I like, believe you, except I don't believe you. No, it actually no, didn't happen. actually <laughs> I will say, happened. I will say the overwhelming majority say the opposite. They <laughs> right. say, please don't be so Stop mean to Jeffy. Stop being so mean to Jeffy. Mm-hmm. Why are you so mean to Jeffy? The obvious pat on Jeffy crime. Well, yeah. th- th- this you is know. the thing, though. It's like when, you, when you're in uh, a third world country, and a big corporation comes in and they decide, hey, we're going to pay you $2 an hour. And everyone here in America goes, I can't believe it. How could we sweatshop conditions $2 an hour? And all those people line up for miles for those jobs because to them, you know, having $2 an hour is a virtual fortune in that country. And it's one of the best jobs around. Mm-hmm. That's similar to Jeffy. What you don't realize is this is the best treatment he gets. Coming here to this job is the highlight of his day because everyone else in the real world treats him much, much worse than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is treated as if he's a common uh, charlatan. Uh, he is a, a street trash. You of believe sorts. that, don't you? What? You believe that, don't you? <laughs> I do believe it. I do believe it. <laughs> and I will continue to believe it despite all evidence. To the contrary. <laughs> Excuse me while I joke. But yes, we heard it. <laughs> we heard it a lot on vacation. Oh, well, not on vacation, but we were in when we were in Salt Lake City. That was that had to be the. You think it was a number one question we were asked? Probably. It, it might have been. It yeah, might have been the number one thing. I know. Why are you so mean to Jeff? I heard. That's for yeah. Sure. I love that. That's great. Triple eight seven two seven. What you did? Did you put on a little sad face? Like mm-hmm. I know I'm a victim of this. There's nothing that I can do. I've tried so hard to be nice and gentlemanly, but they mm-hmm. they will not stop these unbiased. Are you attacks. the NSA? <laughs> Is that, that <laughs> right on the money? You no. Well, the people who actually believe that that we treat Jeffy too bad. Listen to the way Jeffy responds to the things we say. He says he does worse things than we accuse him of. 
<laughs> he loves it. I know, and they that goes completely unnoticed yeah. by by the uh, the Jeffy apologists. Yes, and there are you know? there's a contingency. There is, and I don't like a him. big contingency. Uh, all right, triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. I gotta play this Nancy Grace thing before we get to some fun. Uh, there's some Hollywood news that we want to talk about, some movies and things. I mean, it is summertime after all, but uh, I I want to get to this Nancy Grace thing, which drives me. Out of my mind. I mean, I don't know Nancy Grace. I don't watch her stupid show. I don't like her, what she does. She's just a, a, a crime whore. You know, not that she's a whore. It's, but the, she's, she's, it's. You mean she's, you mean. I mean that it's. The, I think what you're trying to go for is prostituting that, like, the crime scenario. Of the pimping of the crime kind of what situations. Either, well, yeah, I, know, I think I know what you're Poorly going for. Put, right. But. Yeah. I mean, and it's been, idea. by the way. Uh, you know, she's I, probably a wonderful been, person. And she's been nice to us. And, and she's and nice to, uh, she's been on the show before. Yeah. And, you know, she. Th- th- like it's just, I think you're talking about that entire genre, which is this this kind of genre of exactly. show where you take the big story, the, the big trial of the day, and you really go in depth on it. And and you know, like uh, the, she gets accused of uh, of uh, well, from the Natalie Holloway things. to this to the you know uh, Casey oh, Anthony. This oh, I can't. I I, I it, that's just not my cup of tea. And I'm sure, you know, there's obviously a big market for it because she does really well. Yeah, she does. Right? She's great. She's, and she does she's great at what yeah. she does. Yes. Uh, until this. I mean, this is a really unconscionable. Yeah, not a good moment. Here's what, uh, here's what she said with a guest last week while we were on break. In this situation, there, there's no one going to be happy um, in this, in the outcome of this case. Trayvon will not be back. But Mr. George Martin, I'll tell you what I think made a difference. When that 911 tape first came out, and everybody get ready, this is graphic language. When it first came out that Zimmerman had said, she just said it on yeah. the 911 call. Uncensored. I mean, to me, that was open and shut. Wow. Uncensored on that, CNN. that showed ill will and hatred. Open and shut. I mean, there wasn't even a question. Now that they re- wow. revised it and revised said, he's it. saying, these punks okay, that's get enough. away with that's it. Enough. They always now she says it. that they revised or reinterpreted it. No, Nancy. They realized he didn't say effing coon. Yeah. He didn't say that. Yeah. And all the experts, all the speech, all the, uh, all of the people who are expert at language analysis said that's not what he's saying. And I don't remember yeah. what they well, said no, he was saying. Including, I think it was, uh, I think it was punks or something. But even uh, even the network that initially reported was CNN, was CNN wasn't it? and her sister network there. Uh, but they even they backed off on it. They were the ones right. that said, "Yeah, by the way, we looked at this even more in depth." And, and I don't think that's it. So it was. what he said? It's kind of amazing. I mean, so a year later, after all of that's been disproven, she breaks it out again. Yeah. After he's been exonerated. Oh my gosh. Ah. That's. I mean, the media has been absolutely abhorrent. Way beyond despicable. I mean, almost criminal in their actions against this guy and firing up the racial tension and hatred in this country. Because I don't know if anybody's noticed, but we're kind of on the edge right now. This is totally irresponsible. 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. More bad and stew coming up.
Pat and Stu Show, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. So we were playing the Nancy Grace thing where she uh, just blurted out the effing coon, only the whole th- whole thing, uncensored on CNN last week. And, uh, you know, I guess on cable, you can do that. It's just that nobody does. So it was pretty shocking when it yeah. came out completely not bleeped or any of that. Yeah, you'll occasionally have, like, Comedy Central will, will air an uncensored movie, uh, you know, at midnight, you know, where it – and they'll let everything fly. But it's pretty rare, right. even, it is even rare. on, you know, networks like that. Like, you know, you'll get uh, FX primetime will let the S word go occasionally. But coming – like, that out of nowhere – on a normal news show is kind of shocking, and I guess that's Very. why people were reacting. I think the the more important point is what you brought up, Pat, which is it's not even accurate. Uh, it's kind of a a problem. Totally not accurate. Uh, but this happened. And she to knows me. it. She follows this stuff. Yeah, like she knows crazy. it. I, I don't she know. knows it. What are you doing? Yeah, I don't know. Why, I don't know why she made that mistake. It's an odd weird. One. Uh, but this happened to me when I was filling in for Glenn uh, on this network on Thursday. What did? right before vacation? Uh, well, I was doing an interview about the Trayvon Martin story yeah. uh, with a guy from Reason Magazine. And uh, he's making some really good points and an interesting guy. And he's he's just, you know, going. we're going over the trial and we're kind of just trading opinions. And I think I brought up the race thing. And, you know, he brought up the point that, by the way, that a lot of people won't, that they like to ignore, is that the prosecution didn't even think they had evidence on the race thing. That's why they went after the, well, he just doesn't like criminals in his neighborhood. And he just, he was just so anti, he was so angry about the criminal thing he he just acted on the first person he saw. You know, it was that they didn't even go for race. That's how bad the race case was. The prosecution didn't even try it. Uh, but uh, we were talking about that, and he he's like, well, you know, you could see initially. I think his point was, you know, you could see initially at the very beginning, maybe you do look into the race thing because there was some evidence at the at that point uh, that seemed to indicate that. I mean, did George Zimmerman work with black kids? He help did. black kids? Yeah, but this is before that came out. That. Before that came out, it came before the fact uh, that he would argued on behalf of a black homeless man that was beaten mm. by the police in the in the town. Yeah. Before that information came out, you know, the initial media firestorm seemed to indicate that he there was some racial thing going on. So he, uh, so he just says, you know, and I don't, uh, I don't want to be, uh, you know, I don't know what I can say here, but I'm going to be quoting George Zimmerman. And I said, I said to him, uh, I'm, you know, he's like, can I say this? I'm going to quote George Zimmerman. And I said, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but, uh, you know, use your discretion or something like that. And he goes, uh, you know, these guys are a bunch of a-holes. And he says the whole word. Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. we all kind of went like, oh, okay. Okay, I mean, I would prefer, you know, I think I would prefer, I know Glenn would prefer that not being said, but I understand he's going for that. So we all around the studio go, oh, okay, well, eh, probably not, but, you know, what are you going to do? And then his next sentence is, and they're a bunch of effing, and he says the whole word straight out. (laughs) So he says, I'm not sure if I could say this. He says a-hole, and then like two words later just lets the (laughs) F-word fly. I love this guy. No way. (laughs) I yeah. love this oh my guy. Gosh. Out. Now, luckily, we're taping the wow. show. Oh, okay. So we so were able to bleep it out before yeah. it actually aired. Uh, maybe oh, we can amazing. get the footage of it before the end of the show because I haven't seen I haven't seen what it looked like. But he starts talking. He's making this point, and of course, at that point, I'm not even listening to him anymore. And from Reason Magazine, <laughs> yeah. he must, he's got to know. <laughs> You'd think he knows. I think I just blurted out like uh, in the middle of his point. 
By the way, I'm pretty sure you can't say that one. <laughs> but I mean, he was a very nice guy. I, you know, you know that's and, not going to make it to air, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I mean, I was thinking maybe he realized it was taped, so he figured he could he could do it, and they would just bleep it out. But uh, it was it was pretty intense, just that's because it, we all kind of like gr- kind of gave a little sigh of relief after a hole, <laughs> which is probably bad enough, and then. And we went right back up, with that. several steps into Jeffy territory past <laughs> a hole. <laughs> yeah, but kinda. again, he was quoting yeah, kind of, and it's funny because uh, I, I wonder if he maybe he would. But if we were, ta- maybe, I would like to maybe look back at that interview. I'm curious if if he used the the phrase n word because we're at the point now where people will let swears fly. They'll certainly let a creepy ass cracker fly, mm-hmm. but you still can't let that word no. fly, right? Uh, even when you're quoting. Uh, no. You can't let that word fly, uh, which is, I guess, an, an interesting study on how damaging that word is. But, but you can't say it on or off the air. No. Alone Even or with quotes. somebody. You can't say it. And there was a time, by the way, uh, that that was not true, I would say. I mean, I remember oh, yeah. definitely know, back in the day, like when you had that word came up in a quote, you would you could read the quote and not feel. Yes. I mean, it, it wasn't a comfortable thing to say, but it wouldn't feel like you're going to get thrown off the air. Well, we made fun of, uh, I can remember somewhere along the line making fun of rap songs and stuff that said it yeah. and making that point mm-hmm. in the bit. Yeah. You know? I, I, so it's, uh, it's kind of go, it's odd. But I mean, I, we, it's come to that point now where everyone's so sensitive about it. And, and the other thing about it is a trial like this, people don't know any of the details. We showed you the, the actors thing. There was also a, a really interesting story I read on Breaking It. It almost made me lose my mind. On uh, on athletes and how they reacted to it, um, uh, I think it was Bleacher Report put this together. But there's a list of just the tweets that they said. Um, you know, uh, Dwayne Dwayne Wade. Wow, this is right after the verdict. Wow, stunned, saddened as a father. Someone make sense of the verdict for me right now, please. Don't worry, I'll wait. You don't need to wait. You could have just watched the trial and you would yeah. have realized that any idiot yeah. would know. Any moron yeah. would have exonerated him. Shaquille O'Neal, George Zimmerman, not guilty. Can you believe that? Wow. Yes. Yeah, I can because yes. I watched the trial and uh-huh. I saw the evidence that saw was presented. The so. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick believe. Perkins, uh, the American justice system is a joke. <laughs> Jeez. Hold on, it gets much worse. Uh, you go down to uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Roddy White. It was probably one of the kings. Roddy oh, White, yeah. the Atlanta Falcons wide receiver, tweeted: "All them jurors should go home tonight." And kill themselves. That's a good point. For letting a grown man get away with killing a kid. Oh my God. Uh, he did the next day tweet something and said, I understand my tweet last night was extreme. I never meant for people to do that. I was shocked and upset about the verdict. I am sorry. Oh, that makes it okay. It makes, I thought that made it totally better. Um, uh, I was hoping, uh, does the Victor Cruz one on here? Oh the, yeah. Victor Cruz was bad too. Yeah. He said something to the effect of, uh, oh, the, the hood is going to get to him within a year. Yep. And, and I, then he I, deleted that, right? Yeah, he did delete that. I was, yeah. And I have said on this show before, Victor Cruz is a New York Giants wide receiver. I should hate him. He's also destroyed single-handedly two fantasy seasons for me. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> I, I should hate this man. But I like him for some reason because I like his attitude. I like some of the things he says. He seems to be very religious. And I've looked for reasons to try to hate him. Now and I have couple. not been able to. Mm-hmm. Uh, but two things have done that. First of all, this tweet in which he was uh, just... Forget the fact that you're talking about, you know, uh, someone's life here. Uh, it's just a, it's just an awful, stupid thing to tweet. But then you add on to that that he was campaigning for Obama, and I'm fine now. 
He could be a New York Giant for the end of time now. I'm I'm perfectly fine hating his guts. So it, it happened. Yes, it happened. It happened. You, you the transition happened. The point there. It kind of happened. Okay. Started with the the Obama endorsement stuff, and then the Zimmerman tweeting. I'm fine now, disliking him because of, and I should just hate him because he's on the Giants. It was an unnatural mm-hmm. uh, thing I had going on with Victor Cruz, especially after he destroyed a fantasy season of mine, at least one. Maybe in two. what way did you have him and he performed poorly? Or? No, um, I. Uh, had what I believe to be the best team in the league, uh, and mm-hmm. I lost uh, the Super Bowl by two points. Oh, uh, no. On the in that game, Victor Cruz had a 99 yard touchdown catch, oh, which was worth like 28 points, wow. and I lost by two. Uh, oh so man, it was hundreds of dollars down the drain on that one stupid play. I also will blame the Jets and their crappy defense for that. Uh, but uh, okay. that's a whole nother. Yeah, that's a, I mean, I didn't, you didn't you ask for the details, so I, I give them to you. I don't know if I ask for that many details. I, I'm, I'm here for you. This is the league where you <laughs> pretend to be a coach. No, this is the year. This is the league where you pretend to be a player when it's really your son doing all the work. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah! I understand that league. <laughs> yes, you yeah, do. we know. We know. You're quite the player, we I've know. heard. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you so, know, one of the worst comments. Uh, I don't know if anybody heard this because it was on MSNBC, and it's Michael Eric Dyson or Eric Michael Dyson or David Peter Dyson, whatever his name is. He's got the three name thing going for him, so he might be a serial killer on the side. Uh, we're looking into that right now. But this is one of the weirdest statements so far. Listen to this and see if you can <laughs> see if you can find the problem or the many problems with this statement about the Trayvon Martin case. The way you perceive this, it's distance, analogy, and uh, mm-hmm. intimate, approximate truth. We have to often tell people who get defensive when we talk about race as an analogy. Let's make a, uh, an analogy to terrorism. So you know okay. how you felt on 9-11? Yeah, that's how we feel when it comes to race. So now we get more proximate mm-hmm. to the truth of what mm-hmm. race is in this country. Hey, wait, what? Wait, you know how you felt on 9-11? That's how we feel on race. So you are not an American, and you don't feel anything about nine eleven. You didn't care about the that was our thing. Yeah, that, that I guess was that was our world. I, look at that. Look at the divisiveness of this guy and how he perceives the world through color only. He's not an American. He's just a black man, and he doesn't apparently even care about the black people who died. And I assume there were some on nine eleven. Certainly. You don't care. 3,000 people died. That didn't affect you. But race does. I mean, is that, that's unconscionable to me. It really is. I mean, the division in this country, if, if that isn't the quintessential thing we've been talking about, how, uh, how character doesn't matter, how your countrymen don't matter. The only thing that matters is him to look at every issue through through the prism of race. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, look at this this uh, trial. The Zimmerman thing happens, uh, and I think, I mean, I, look, I, there's always going to be activist groups. There's always going to be Al Sharpton. MSNBC, of course, is going to say it's a travesty of justice and blah 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 blah. And you're going to have some people doing some things. They're going to you know go and break windows and do the things that they do. In in a in its entirety, we have a situation where it's not as bad as you know uh, you know uh, what's his face uh, I was going to say Reginald Denny but that's the guy he beat uh, that that was beat up in the aftermath um, Rodney King mm-hmm. it wasn't Rodney King it wasn't something that terrible the reaction to it and that's positive 
Um, and then you have it where it seems like even a lot of the media, CNN, as I kind of pointed out before the trial happened, even CNN was saying, like, look, the, look at these developments, development after development in favor of Zimmerman. I, I don't see how mm-hmm. they have a case. Then after that happens and you, do, you don't have that massive reaction, then the president comes out and makes a statement to make it worse. I think right. uh, we do have the crowd hammer uh, sot here. We could play this in a second because he makes the same point in that, like, you are. You're letting a situation that's dying down naturally, and you walk right. in there and you light a match and toss it into the room again. It's exactly what he did. What? Exactly I what he did. I can't think of any w- other way to see that. He doesn't. He, yeah. he doesn't need to comment on this. Is as we've said, a local crime Not story, right? Do we have the Trouthammer thing? This is Trouthammer uh, from uh, I guess a couple of days ago on the uh, Trayvon or in the Trayvon thing. I thought it was a political speech addressed to his constituency on the left, which I thought was unfortunate, even though it sounded like a philosophical speech addressed to the whole nation. Look, I've gave him and Holder credit all week for trying to de-racialize the issue. And what Obama did, I think, unfortunately today, is to re-racialize it. It's exactly right. And, you know... You couple that with what Dana Perino said. She she made a great point uh, when she said this. When, when a president speaks, it's to multiple audiences. So from the prism of self-defense, if you think of the young mother whose two-year-old son was shot in the face by the two black teens that approached her in Atlanta, and that baby is died, why why do federal why do presidents choose to, to speak about one case and not the other? That's so why it's better maybe not to talk about any of them. They chose to talk about this one. I do think that the pres- president was signaling, we're going to have to move on. It's pretty amazing because, she, you know, it was the exact opposite. It was a Hispanic being shot by blacks. And it was a Hispanic baby. You talk about a child. This was a two-year-old child being shot in the face and killed uh, by two blacks. And he didn't speak about that. No. He didn't care about that. No. Uh, not enough to mention it anyway, and he didn't care about the hundreds or thousands of other instances where blacks have died. I mean, it is unbelievable that he has chosen to, like you said, light a match and toss it onto the bonfire of this racial tension. Despicable. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. Triple eight seven two seven back. First one in a while because uh, right before we went on vacation, we were actually on vacation, sort of, from the Pat and Stu show for a few days. Yeah, right? That's right. Yeah, because yeah. we had multiple shows when uh, that whole week. I had I was filling in for Glenn. I had my other show to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were mm-hmm. traveling a lot. Mm-hmm. We were out of uh, out of uh, state, so. Mm-hmm. We wound up having a handy All the camera to. people went home, so I couldn't do it in Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted to, you know, we'd been there for so long. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Everybody just wanted to go home. And you stayed there for how long afterwards? Uh, another eight to ten days. I guess it was about ten days. I will say, uh, so, I was yeah. not in love with Salt Lake City as I had been previously. I noticed that, yeah. I you really didn't... did not like it. Did not enjoy my experience there as far really as weird. the city itself. And why is that? Um, a lot of things I, I felt like at least around our hotel, there really wasn't anything. 
You know, there weren't like yeah, that's not a great area. I mean, that might for be activity. Plus, everywhere we seem to go to the radio station to uh, a couple well, of the radio stations in West Valley City. Not exactly. Well, that was, and this is, central. I did give this disclaimer that it's possible. Mm-hmm. I just went to all the crappy places in Salt Lake City. <laughs> I did also go to Snowbird, which was beautiful, and I, Snowbird's it's like great. One of the greatest drives of all time. You did up. go up there? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd been up there once before, but it's okay. just one of the coolest drives you'll ever do because you're mm-hmm. going to this canyon. It just you know, great yeah, it's mountains nice. everywhere. It's nice. uh, but yeah, I mean, and I will say, uh, and you know, this is a this is something apparently a lot of Western cities struggle with is. Uh, Lots of, lots of, lots of, lots of homeless people. And I understand. Well, and especially Salt Lake City, because it's uneasy targets yeah. is the perception. Yeah. And so they hang out outside Temple Square. They hang out at every, oh, downtown. They've got these planters, you know, all, yeah, all up and down both sides mm-hmm. of the street. And they have trees in the planters. And then on, I mean, they're huge planters. So the whole homeless guys or women, but mostly guys, lay on top of the planters and just, you know, hold their signs as people walk by. And yeah, uh, it was bad. so, I mean, it was to the I'm point sure of, they make a killing there. Yeah. And, and you know, they're, it's in, then like to the point of like, you know, you park in a parking lot it's and you're having, you're enjoying your drive through meal irritating. and people are knocking on it your is. windows. And, you know, and like I have my infant daughter with me and, you know, it's like, I, you don't know which guy is a nice guy who's run out his bad right. luck and right. which guy is on drugs and going to do something crazy. A lot of, a lot of people like, you know, like is just like I don't know screaming randomly. Uh, Heard a lot of that. A lot of crazy, right. you know, screaming loud music that they're playing. Yes, bumping into you. Yes, it's just a, it was not a good. I didn't know you, you had to leave early to avoid prosecution. No, no, that's different. No, and my wife is doing better. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's not, right. I did not. Uh, is she doing do, all right? She is doing better. Had no nothing sealed? to do with me, by the way. Right. It was a, a self what, the beating gave her? No, I did not. I had give nothing her a to do with you? I did not do it. In what way? I did not give her a beating. <laughs> in any way. And as much as I appreciate this being out there, I do not appreciate it being out there. <laughs> these are things you're supposed to say about Jeffy. Right? <laughs> Jeffy is the target of these things. Okay. By the way, I also um, I did uh, go to Nantucket. Uh, oh, did you? I went to Nantucket. That's marvelous. And the reason I, I mention it is because I did get to drive by John Kerry's house. Okay, it must I did. be a little shack because oh, he's yeah. a redistribution of wealth guy, right. so he's given away all of his wealth to somebody else. Yeah, it's right? weird because I don't think it's that inexpensive of a home at all. Really? It seems to have on this... On Nantucket? On Nantucket, this hmm. little island off the coast of Massachusetts, which is uh, very, very nice, I will say. Super wealthy. Uh, yeah, where every every house on the island... I mean, I don't know that there is a house it's on the, the island. It's the Hamptons in the six of figures. Massachusetts. It's, yeah, it's in the seven figures, or sure. many of them in the eight, and some in the nine figures. Uh, his had to be at least eight. I mean, it's on the it's on the water. One of the like twenty thirty house. million. I bet twenty thirty million dollars. So it's not the most expensive. No, it's no, it's just it's, 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 it's only thirty million. million. Yeah. So. <laughs> Here we go for Patton Two QVO countdown. Glenn Beck Studio in Dallas. This is Pat and Stu. Only on the Blaze. 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 Yeah, welcome to it. It is uh, the Pat and Stu Show, 888 B-E-C-K. We are uh, right in the middle of summertime, and I can't find a decent stinking movie to go to. Uh, it it yeah. is one of the worst 
summer movie uh, seasons I can remember. Is the, has there been a great one? I'm trying to think. Um, I'd have to look at the box office and and go through the top ten. Yeah, Superman was pretty good. Superman was pretty good. Yeah, it was. What else have I seen? Okay, and let's see. 2013. Recently. Uh, number one movie of 2013, Iron Man 3. I didn't like it. Uh, I did not. Like I thought I liked Not it. good. I'm a fan of Iron Man. I like uh, Iron Man, and that's surprising that you like it because... It's the only superhero movie I like at the moment. And I usually like Iron Man. I like the first two. Did not like that one. Really? Mm-hmm. You thought, what was wrong with that one compared to the other two? I don't know. He was weak. He was a weak character in this one. Okay. I didn't like it. Mm. Um, number two movie is Man of Steel. Okay, that's good. You saw that, right? Yeah, I uh, liked it. Despicable Me 2. Haven't seen it yet. Number three so far. Uh, I've not seen that yet, although I won't. Uh, I don't think. Monsters University is next. Haven't seen that. Um, and again, like these these movies are all up around. I mean, Iron Man 3, $406 million. Wow. Uh, then Man of Steel, 285. Uh, Despicable Me 2, 276. And it's still really, going. I mean, racking it up fast. Yeah, it's still going. I mean, it's still probably, it's still the number one movie in America, isn't it? Yes. Um, Number two last oh, week. Oh, number two. Uh, Monsters University is next, two hundred forty-eight million. Fast and Furious six, two thirty-seven. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, I'm, I'm looking just for summer releases here. Uh, Star Trek Into the Darkness, two twenty-five. Okay. It was okay. That was May. I, not great. World War Z, uh, uh, one eighty-six. Okay, not great. The Crudes, another cartoon. Haven't but seen that, was, it. that was before the summer. Great Gatsby. Uh, Haven't seen it. One hundred forty-three. Did you million. see that? I didn't. I really wanted to as well. I've tried to see it a couple times, but I'll it probably never see it out. on some hotel thing. Yeah, it seems know? like that type. Mm-hmm. Uh, another summer movie. Of course, the it's heat. only seventeen ninety-nine to watch it that way. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'm not paying for it. So yeah. the heat. You know, uh, <laughs> one hundred twenty-nine million. The heat. Yeah, that was okay. uh, with Sandra, yeah, Bullock. Sandra Bullock and that fat chick. Yep, fat chick. Mm-hmm. Now you see me, 114 million. I mean, these I are not seen good. That. Hangover Part Three, bad. I haven't seen it. I didn't see it either. Epic. Um, I haven't seen 42, it. 42, which I did not see. Um, and it has a great. It is a great story. There's no doubt about it. It's just Epic not. Is? No, 42. Oh, um, okay. Oh, 42. I did see. It's a, I saw 42. It was pretty good. It I will say it does great. not look like it's well done. It just looks like a Lifetime yeah. movie to me. And it yes, it could have been. I mean, maybe a little higher quality yeah. than Lifetime. Uh, but it's, it's something that would be seen on television. Certainly could have gone directly to HBO or Showtime. Mm. Uh, not, not fabulous, but pretty good. I mean, pretty good. Um, and let's see, I mean, and then we get down to some of the crap and one of the big uh, crap heaps of the summer only made $81 million so far, which is now not a good number, especially when you have a budget like this is the Lone Ranger. Oh, what an awful, there's one. Yeah. I hated it. I, oh, you saw that. Yeah. I didn't like it. You see all the, did not like it. Do you see Olympus has fallen? No, or you saw you saw White I House saw Down. I saw the one that's PG thirteen. Which is which? I think I saw White House Down. Yeah, that's the one which was, yeah. sucked. Yeah. Left wing piece of crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> do we have the weekend numbers. This is uh, this weekend uh, at the box office uh, around America. This is uh, Conjuring. I actually want to see the Conjuring. It has pretty good reviews. Forty one point five million. Despicable Me twenty five. Turbo twenty one. Grown Ups two twenty million. Grown Ups two. I, I look. Adam Sandler does not make great movies. Okay, I think we can all agree that he's uh, not. It's not yeah, Citizen Kane. Most of his films. Mm-hmm. I will say, Grown Ups kind of made me laugh. That's some funny moments in it. Did you see two? I did not see the sequel, but I would see the sequel. The first one was funny enough that I would see it. And I gotta say, Adam Sandler looks like a freaking hero right now because he's the only one making movies that can actually generate revenue right. for these comp- companies. Right. We're talking disaster area with some of these movies. Uh, White House Down, as we mentioned with uh, Jamie Foxx, Channing Tatum, uh, brought in $38 million only. 
Uh, Lone Ranger, $250 million to make. As I said, only made 81. They expect that to lose about $150 million. That's a lot one. I heard, in fact, 150 to 175. Uh, I mean, I mean, that's a lot. And it's, it's worth it. It's worth, that could be the, one of the biggest disasters in movie history. And I think it deserves it. It, it sucks. It was really bad. Yeah, uh, then you have, uh, RIPD. Which, which I've heard is atrocious. It does not look like it could possibly be good. No, it doesn't. It does not look possible that it could be good. It's about a guy who dies and then he joins a, a post-death police department. It's like a trailer park, uh, men in black. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a trailer park men in black. Actually, another huge flop, by the way. Red 2, uh, old people who are CIA agents. Now, Red One was mildly successful, mildly I assume, so it would have made a second one. I'd uh, almost go see Red Two. And I mean, then Pacific Rim. That looks really stupid. Yeah, I, I, and it's got it's gotten pretty good reviews. I think it was like seventy three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and that was critics. Yeah. Eighty eight or something percent of the audience liked it. Yeah, my uh, sister in law went to see it and and loved it. Oh really? And she was loved like it? I cannot believe I have to go to this movie. <laughs> and then she went to see it and loved it. Pacific wow. Rim. I, think, I believe it has Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia in it. Who's, who, I mean, so I I you might not be know. a fan, but he's uh, he's very solid. Okay. Uh, however, I you know it's pretty uh, surprising. That does not seem like a movie that would interest me in any way. Uh, I did see a couple. Did you see any movies at all on vacation? Yeah. Well, we went to Lone Ranger. Oh, that was on vacation. Okay. Yeah. And then uh, was there anything else? I don't think so. That I saw it. a couple of uh, uh, older movies. Um, one being um, Django Unchained. Oh, nice. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. Uh, you saw I've really been wanting to see How that. Was no, that? I really wanted to You know, because I like uh, Quentin Tarantino. It was interesting, yeah. uh, kind of in the light of the Trayvon thing, because essentially what it, I mean, if you don't know the story, it's essentially Jamie Foxx kills a lot of white people in brutal ways. Uh, first of all, the fact that this movie was was touted as this incredible piece of filmmaking is a joke. Quentin Tarantino already made this movie. It's Inglorious Bastards. He already made it. It's the same exact freaking movie. All it is is just input uh, American white people for Nazis, and it's the exact same freaking story. Mm. Now, uh, what's the guy? Is it Christopher Christopher Waltz or whatever his name is who plays um, one of the good guys in the movie? Jamie Foxx's mentor, I guess you'd say, in killing white people. Uh, He is excellent. Outside of that, I mean, Jamie Foxx sucks. Can we get over this? I mean, maybe when he 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 is impersonating, uh, was it Ray? What was that? Was that the movie? Uh, Ray Charles. Was it it Ray? Yeah, Ray. Okay, maybe he can do some stuff. He sucked in that movie. He did nothing in that movie. I mean, and it's the same freaking set of three things that Quentin Tarantino does in all these movies where, like, yes, every death is either really brutal or done in a crazy sort of borderline comical way. And, like, they use, like, old-school 70s effects where they'll zoom in really fast, and it's kind of awkward for today's filmmaking. Uh, you know, the story itself was mediocre. Uh, mm. You know, I don't think there was my. I mean, it was really overrated, really overrated, with the exception of that one performance, and he was really good in it. Uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio was pretty pretty good in it as well, but uh, overall, just not, not worth it. I, it. Like, you know, I'm watching it on the plane, and it's like, it's hard to watch those movies on the plane because I know somewhere behind me is a child. So I have to, you have to kind of like put your hand in front of the iPad and act like you're typing on it to cover when like some horrible scene, some horrible death is going on. I mean, no, you don't. No, you're right. You don't, Jeffy. But normal human beings want to shield 
young children. Then don't fly. Leave your kids home. If you put them on a plane, if they're watching somebody else's screen, <laughs> tough. That's a good actual standard. Uh, but yeah, I did see that. Um, I also saw, uh, and this is going to tell you the, the, the just how sexy my vacation was. I saw a, uh, a good portion of the Ken Burns documentary on Prohibition. Uh, mm-hmm. Riveting, that's I sexy, mm-hmm. sexy Riveting. TV. It sure is. Re- actually is really interesting. I watched the 28-hour snails <laughs> from Ken Burns. Oh, really? 28 hours, yeah, <laughs> on snails. Yeah. Yeah. And Did I think you- that was loosely based on, uh, uh, that's the uh, documentary on which Turbo was based. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, so really good. It was really good. But it was really interesting. And it, part 14 <laughs> let me down a little bit, but it picked right back up. On part 15? 15. Yeah. Part 15 was good? And it was really good. On the Prohibition thing, it was interesting because <laughs> just going back into the progressive history of it, which I found to be interesting. But okay, um, same thing, part 14, real left out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ken Burns, man. All he does is super long, yeah. boring documentaries, well, except for the baseball one, which was pretty good. But they're all the same format, which is yeah, exactly. They get he finds really interesting quotes from people. He does do a lot of research. He finds really interesting stories. But the way he tells them, and I think it's the the staple of the Ken Burns documentary, is he has people read them. So, like you know, something that like some lady wrote a letter in 1890, and he has some lady who he thinks sounds like this lady would have sounded read the quote and it just for some reason makes it even slower than it is like just seeing it on the screen or if a narrator was reading it it would be when you have the person acting it's like i think that we should not be drinking alcohol because alcohol is a bad thing and it's against what we believe bill thompson 1940 you think bill thompson sounded like that why (laughs) you know it's that sort of thing where they just and then he'll just quote it like you know Marsha Mabry, 1914. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's something like he try. He's like such a he's like, you know what? I'm going to present this information in, a, in the most boring way possible. Screw you. If you can't follow it, I'm going to try to bore you out of this movie. I'm going to try to bore you so hard that you cannot pay attention to it. Uh, and then uh, if you leave, then it will show that I'm intellectually superior to you. So screw you. I think that's his theory. Yeah. He I says do. that it's on the back of every DVD it? box. Yeah, okay. It's just that. And maybe at the end of the credits. Yeah. If you found this more movie boring, screw you. You're not watching this part anyway. Yeah. Because you didn't make it to the end. Right. So that's yeah, the way it doesn't care. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, how interesting can bees be? When yeah. you do when you do a 12 part series on bees, mm-hmm. I mean, you're pretty much over it after about the first half hour of the first one. Aren't you? Yeah. And so it's the same with Prohibition or whatever else he does. It's like, okay, Ken, I get it. Can and, we move on to something fun? And now Bees is not a real documentary from Ken Burns. However, I will say. <laughs> I think it is. Uh, no. No, I think it is. I will say this. Okay. There, we did do a bit called yes, Ken did. Burns Bees. Bees. Back in the day, mm-hmm. and yes, maybe Sarah could dig that up maybe. and listen to it off the air to see if it's appropriate to air anymore. Uh, and then maybe we can air it on the other side. We should be interested. Yes, we should. <laughs> it was it was fascinating. Oh, you know what I saw? And uh, it was when I was still in Salt Lake City. I think my wife was still here, um, and I was really bored one night. And I was walking around downtown, and I went uh, to one of their megaplexes, and it was uh, an After Earth was showing with oh, Will gosh, Smith. Really? And I thought, okay, I love sci-fi. So how bad can it be? Really bad. <laughs> the answer to that is really, really 
Yeah, that's with, really? this, that's yeah. with this kid, too, right? Awful. Yes. yes. It's with Jaden or Jade yeah, or yeah. whatever his name is. How, what was wrong with Pathetic. it? Pathetic. Uh, it's plotting. It's uninteresting. He is injured in this crash on another planet. Mm-hmm. So he sits there the whole movie. Sits there. Will, it's a Will Smith movie. And Will Smith sits there. And the whole movie focuses on his really bad actor son who is trying to save them both. And, and the premise is just stupid. And it's just, I mean, it's a bad movie. I can see why it's only made $14. <laughs> yes. I went you saw it. And, and it was $14. Because it was, you know, uh, at a discount theater. And then a, a, some guy in Poughkeepsie. Uh, made yeah, the same okay. mistake. Yeah, I, I saw an interview with him. Yeah, <laughs> did he like it? No, he didn't. No, he didn't he did not find so, it interesting. Okay. So that's why he I didn't said do it was plotting well. as well. <laughs> <laughs> Sad, because you figure you only have two people watching it. I know you'd, you'd like at least one of, them. one of them. Yeah, but no, he didn't get either no, one. He said it. He said it was awful. Triple eight seven two seven back eight 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 seven two seven B E C K. Alright, Triple Eight Seven Twenty Seven B E C K. Welcome to the Pat and Stu Show, a show in which we occasionally show up for work. Yeah, and like today. Like By the th- way, just one more point on After Earth. Yes, because we touched on it during the break here. Uh, was it Jeffy that brought up the brilliant point that that I doubt it? Will Smith <laughs> just did the movie to pay for Scientology lessons for his son, <laughs> and then it hit me. I'll oh, wait. bet. I'll bet you that's. Was it written by L. Ron Hubbard? Is that why it's so bad? Because uh, what right? was the John Travolta movie that was written by, uh, that he did just Battlefield because it was Earth. Battlefield Earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it was excruciatingly bad. Same thing. You saw that too? Yes. Yeah, I, I didn't that think too. anybody saw that. <laughs> well, I think we left. It's like one of the, one of the worst bombs of all time. Awful. I mean, because it was such a big passion project for him at the time. And apparently a lot of people are saying... That I don't know if this was written by L. Ron Hubbard, but apparently it's uh, there's a lot of stuff that coincide with Dianetics and and Scientology beliefs. I, I don't know what, but um, there's well, a problem. You're not on the right level, Pat. Yeah, uh, yes, I'm not on. Yeah, what is the? Uh, I don't know. What is the know. theta level I have to be in order to know? You know all the ins and outs of the movie in Scientology. Uh, yeah. I don't know all the ins and outs. I did. They did lose Carrie though. They lost Carrie from King of Queens. Oh, uh, no. She's she left the Scientology. Oh, no, don't say church. that. They've don't say her. that. I, I don't her. know who Carrie is. But oh, she. I, okay. I hate it when they lose anybody. Yeah, you know, you know, what I'm talking about. Oh, any fat guy show I know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do people categorize us that way? Like, oh, the fat guy show. Yeah, 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 yeah. fat guys, right? <laughs> I know. That show. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, uh, she was. She was. Uh, she apparently left. She'd been questioning uh, leaving for a long time and uh, was upset with leadership of the church. Mm. And I believe there's something like she made some. She questioned like why. The leader of the church's wife has not been seen in public for like 10 years. She did. And that was that was was bad. They kicked her out. Yeah. They said she was not at the level to question such thing. So she was kicked out. Seriously? That's that's why she left the church. I think. Well, that's what happened to me in Presbyterianism. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I wonder why. The where the it, where, when you is. die, your soul goes up on the roof and you can't get it back down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought, why can't you? Why couldn't you crawl back up on the roof? Oh, wow. 
Yeah, well, and we don't hear from them exactly. anymore. We uh, right. used to hear from them. They, they from kicked the me out. Jared well, Wilson. yeah, we haven't heard from Bill Rogers in how long? Oh, yeah. Been a long time. Been a long time. Is that, they're still operational? Or? Check in with him. Mm-hmm. I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll look it up on the internet. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it's, that's for another story. It another is awful. Uh, the religion practiced by John McCain is the religion of awfulness. Uh, he is, uh, he's dedicated to it as people have really seen. And this guy does not give in. I think they call it awfulology. Awfulology is the, yes. awfulology. The act in mm-hmm. the faith is called awfulness. Yeah, uh, okay. the awfulology is the name of the, uh, the overall religion. <laughs> religion. <laughs> and John McCain is completely, I mean, he's terrible on every issue. I mean, it really does. I feel so dirty knowing that at some point in my life I cast a vote in his favor. It does, it's one of the things I'm most ashamed of in my entire life. Now, the options, of course, were not there uh, in that particular case, but I still don't like the fact that I voted for that guy. It just does not feel good. Uh, but he uh, had a little uh, comment to say, of course, on the Trayvon thing. He's going to jump into the fray and make sure his opinion is known. Watch this brilliance from awfulologist John McCain. I can also see that uh, stand your ground law may be something that needs to be reviewed by In the Florida, by the Florida legislature or any other legislature that has passed such legislation. Obviously, a lot of things need to come up for review, but to somehow condemn the verdict of the jury, you would have to show me where the jury was corrupted by any in any way. Do you think that stand your ground, the stand your ground law in Arizona is worth looking at again? I think that. I think that, yes, I do. Yes, I'm I do. confident that the members of the Arizona legislature will, uh, and because it is a very controversial legislation. My gosh, what about this guy is conservative in any way? What about him is conservative? I mean, his stance on the military, maybe? Yeah. I, I mean... And everything else is take a look at stand your ground in Arizona. Fight with me, my friends. Fight with me instead. Don't but don't stand your ground. What what kind of that's just asinine. Yeah, it's like we want the run and hide bill. Wow. Yeah. Um yep. yeah, here's John. if anybody confronts you, turn around and run the other way. That's the only thing that's legal to do. Yeah. If they shoot you in your back, so be it. Sorry. Yeah, we didn't see that one coming. Oh, well. <laughs> Is that in the law? Sorry, yeah. we didn't see that one yeah, coming. Yeah, we didn't see it coming. Because it seemed like if they put it in the law, they did <laughs> yeah, see it did. coming. I know you would think that, but yeah. no. No, uh-uh. it's weird. Hey, what's interesting about this is, does John McCain even, is he aware at all that stand your ground does not apply in this case at, at, at all? There's uh-huh. no part of stand your ground that applies in the Trayvon Martin There's case. no evidence he's aware of that because he didn't say it to, to uh, beautiful Candy there. He didn't He didn't say it yeah. to her. He didn't say, look, ah, look Candy, this had nothing to do with stand your ground. Do but stand think, your ground. Yeah, I think it's still appropriate to look at if, if that's what legislatures want to do, of course. But pro- no. That's not what he said. No, he just said as if it had something to do with this case, which is not. Is he not. Hall of Fame yet? John McCain? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Is he? There's something we should maybe look at, my friends. Really? That's very something interesting. we should one day look at. Because I'm pretty sure there's never been a douche Hall of Fame member that any of us have voted for. And in this case, there that would change that. Mm-hmm. Someone we actually right. have cast votes for ourselves that would show That's a right. very bipartisan. And John McCain loves bipartisanship. Here he we does. are. He's a maverick, my yeah, friends. He's a maverick. He's a maverick. You'd say, wait a minute. You can't put someone in the douche Hall of Fame that you voted for. We say, we're mavericks. We're mavericks. Okay. Mm-hmm, that's well, what we this said. is very interesting. I mean, if Lindsey Graham's in there, how is John McCain not? It's exactly. almost like it should be a, a package deal, but that's exactly the way right. things work in the Douche Hall of Fame. Now, Lindsey Graham is in, in the Douche, douche Hall of Fame. Fame. He, he is, not? right. 
He is. Right. Yeah. That's confirmed. So okay, is, but, yes, and so is Charles Schumer, his other buddy. But <laughs> Lindsey Graham is the right now the only Republican in the Douche Hall of Fame. This would be Republican number two, I believe. Is that true? I is that true? There could be other Republicans. We, we, should, we, need can we actually look Jesse, at the, we need to look at the Ventura, John Roberts. Oh, no, Roberts is probably yeah. Republican. Yeah, you have to count Roberts, I would say. Yeah, I'd say. Okay, so that's two. about it. But still, look at that. I mean, we're pretty bipartisan. We're pretty bipartisan. Most of them Democrats or communists? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, Joe Scarborough. Scarborough, oh, a supposed Republican. Republican. Oh, hardcore. This yeah. guy. Number three. Sorry. That guy's so conservative values. This guy. <laughs> Relenting. That's true. It's almost disturbing to me as a conservative how conservative he is. Yeah. He's so conservative. Michael Bloomberg? It makes me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. Bloomberg, Bloomberg was not a Republican. I think he was. Yeah. Right. yeah. We actually have put a lot of Republicans in this <laughs> thing. We are bipartisan. <laughs> we really are. I I I we might be able to find a list. We might be pretty close to 50-50 at this point. We're going to have to look at it. Yeah. Because that's great. Wow. All right. Triple eight seven two seven back. Say, Pat, I refuse. I, I can't do this show right now. I can't do it. I'm too. I'm too scattered. I'm still. I look at any moment. We're gonna find out if Kate Middleton's baby was born, and I, I or if it was a Volkswagen. It could have been Volkswagen. We don't know. Or was it? And a, then she'll wish she aborted it when it was small. What if it was a Brussels sprout that popped out? Right, and then we she'd be like, yet. "Yeah, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, There's no need a for a procedure sprout. on that." It's a pres- or a, a box of tissues, because yep. it's just tissue. <laughs> or a zygote. What if it's a zygote? It just comes Could out. Could it be a zygote? Could be. Okay. Yeah. Because we a really know. big zygote. The point is, we don't know when it's tissue. We don't know. Be. Okay. We don't know because you can't force her. You can't uh, violate her with like a uh, an ultrasound to no. see if there's life in there. No. You don't know. And sometimes it might not be, you know? Yeah. And if you it missed it be. from a few months ago, we played a montage of people covering the birth of, um, or the pregnancy of, of Kate Middleton, in which they all seemed to discuss it as if it was a baby. Oh, it was so awful. Oh. Because who are you people to assume that's life? I know. At a baby, at a human. I know. They're like, she's pregnant with a baby. How do you know? What do you mean it's a baby? Who knows what it is? If it was a baby, you couldn't abort it. Right. You You could kill it. It would be a baby. Yeah. So killing a baby if you abort that. Right. So what kind of monster do you think Kate Milton is to say that she would have a baby immediately? That was, uh, she was pregnant with a fetus. That fetus, that was tissue, likely—I don't even want to call it a fetus. You're right. Tissue is tissue. Tissue. Thank you. She was pregnant with a little tissue mm-hmm. that probably will uh, turn into an in some a asparagus spoon. Uh, or, or a spoon. Or, yeah. Sometimes there, you know, a spoon will pop out of there. Yeah, and you go, oh look, I've got an, uh, another appliance. Yeah, I've got another. Uh, I've got a piece of silverware. Yeah, look, it's a blender. Yeah, yeah. a blender might come out. Mm. You don't know. <laughs> you don't know. I mean, if you're really lucky, it'd be a really nice blender. Yeah, when like you one make of those stainless steel stuff. ones. Yeah. <laughs> With the juicer attachment. You know, That's some nice. of those are really high speed. Yeah. I just watched an infomercial where one of them really breaks down the fiber and you get really good healthy food those and stuff good. from it. Could mm-hmm. be one of those. Yeah, it could be one of those. I don't. I forget what they're called, but so, you might give birth to that. Yeah. So do we have, is it a, is it a, is it a blender? Do we have the, <laughs> we don't know yet. Is there a baby? 
Or uh, I, I mean, doubt it's a baby. I mean, what are the odds? There's so many things it could be. Astronomical. You know? I think they were hoping for like a steam iron. Were they? Oh, yeah. 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 Those are expensive. They, they are. Really are. They can be. Especially the European ones. Uh, we bought one. It's called Rowenta or something. Bought it on QVC. About 70 bucks for an iron, man. That's, wow. That's a lot. Yeah. 75 bucks. Don't use regular water in those either. Well, yeah, you can. Ruin them. On this one, you can. Uh, but there are 250 little holes at the bottom of it. Not like 15 like you see on some of these right. American irons. Crap heaps. It's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of uh, little holes where the steam can come out and get all the wrinkles out. Might be one of those. That'd and so cool. if you gave birth to one, you wouldn't have to pay 75 bucks for it. <laughs> or wait around right. for it's it really to show up on yeah. QVC. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. So that'd be great. All right. Uh, <laughs> 888-727-BECK. You know, somebody who's an expert in birthing and uh, and reproductive rights is Melitha Harith Perry from MFNBC. And uh, she was uh, showing her expecti- expertise by donning a really nice pair of earrings. Was this last night? A couple of nights ago? When did Melitha do this? Uh, here, Here is Melissa donning her new, no, new earrings uh, last night on her show. Also, I just have to show these. My producer, Lorena, made for me last week some tampon earrings because, of course, you'll remember that the Texas state legislature said that you couldn't bring tampons in when they were going. These women to, in fact, um, stand up for their own reproductive rights. You weren't allowed to initially to bring tampons. So just in case that ever happens again, ladies, you can just bring them on your earrings. And just so you know, we are now going to turn the page a bit and do something totally exciting. Strap on your Best Thigh Highs, the star of the Tony Award-winning musical, Kinky Boots, is here. It's here. Kinky Boots is here. Wait, we're, just so you know, we're going to turn the page of it. What? <laughs> she doesn't even... She is terrible. Oh, my gosh, she's I mean, awful. The still awful. photos of her wearing tampons do not tell the true story of how no. bad of a break that is. That's not trying to improv. That was so bad. We needed to take another look at it yeah, if please. we could. Because what she says is nonsensical. She's trying to be clever, and she's so excited about herself, she doesn't realize she's not saying sentences. She's like, oh, I'm doing a Glenn Beck right now. Yeah. That's what she's thinking to herself. Watch this. Watch this brilliant. So I just have to show these. My producer Lorena made for me last week some tampon earrings because, of course, you'll remember that the Texas state legislature said that you couldn't bring tampons in when they were going. These women to, in fact, um, stand up for their own reproductive rights. You weren't allowed to initially to bring tampons. So just in case that ever happens again, ladies, you can just bring them on your earrings. And just so you know, we are now going to turn the page of it and do something totally exciting. Strap on your best thigh highs the star of the tony award-winning musical kinky boots is here what a buff (laughs) wow that is total buffoonery Mm -hmm. Uh, i i man there's so many questions i have Mm -hmm. Uh, i will i will ask this uh her telling of the story of the texas legislature yeah was, was that they would not allow people to bring tampons so if you can't bring them then bring them then bring them like on this. your ears well, do we wait, have if what, you can't bring them why would i bring them and obviously she also feels the need to point out that obviously whatever policy she was disagreeing with had been reversed because uh they initially initially uh initially they didn't allow it initially so obviously there was something in there 
where, you know, some technicality or something mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. reversed it. Do we know the actual story, Jeffy? Do you know no, this? I don't can you, know can you look this up? Or? You no, read about I anything? Jeffy, you know? <laughs> look at this today? Did you read about this in the paper? But, like, it's an old story. She obviously thinks this is so brilliant mm-hmm. that even though the policy has been reversed right. and it's old yeah. and someone made these for her a while ago, she feels the need to still do this awful segment, which she just ham-handedly fumbles her way through. One she, more time. Let's see it one more time. Just, just for fun. All right, Because well, it's so, so bad. deliciously bad. Oh, one she's more terrible on television. Also, I just have to show these. My producer, Lorena, made for me last week some made tampon earrings week. because, of course, you'll remember that the Texas state legislature said that you couldn't bring tampons in when they were going. you remember. These women to, in fact, um, stand up for their own reproductive rights. You weren't allowed to initially to bring tampons. So just in case initially. that ever happens again, ladies, you can just bring them on your earrings. And just so you know, we are now going to turn the page a bit and do something totally exciting strap on your best thigh highs the star of the tony award-winning musical is here it is time to find a new career oh my gosh find really really anything any beg walmart to hire you to do anything beg them they're looking for good greeters a lot yeah and you would not be good at that either no no she would not be good at that and the list wouldn't matter that much at walmart you know, I don't know. Really? I, dis- I disagree. That's your main job would be communicating. Because you can't. Because what do you have to say? Good morning. Yeah, but <laughs> good afternoon. There's no s's. What if you say to Merry Christmas? Words. Well, that okay. There's okay. a problem. You know, You'd have to take Christmas off. Yeah, but uh, uh, go to our fruit section. <laughs> yeah, be I never get. I never get directions from my greeter. Do you? <laughs> you <laughs> they might have get specials directions. though. <laughs> if they have specials, there's going to be an issue. <laughs> Uh, so just consider that she, I mean, she's awful. Uh, oh, she's you want to talk about wh- someone who doesn't, I mean, look, we, we speak about this often. I have no idea how to do this job and I'm proud of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're terrible on television and we never signed up for this crap. Right. Uh, we but, signed uh, up for radio. We, we, we came to, we, we always wanted to do radio. Mm-hmm. We know we shouldn't be seen. Uh, I don't know if Melissa believes that she should be seen. Uh, she should reconsider, oh, you know she uh, in that she does not know how to do the job she's doing. Mm-hmm. Well, at least not well. But I mean, you know, they had Olbermann doing it, so that's yeah. I mean, I guess they don't, don't take anybody. Not, at MSNBC. just screaming. Oh my gosh! Uh, you, you think about the lineup over there. <sighs> it is atrocious. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you see? This is uh, off topic because we missed the story. But did you see Olbermann got a job at ESPN? I know he's doing like baseball playoffs. Yeah, or he's something. doing baseball, and apparently in his contract, uh, he is not allowed to talk about politics on the air. Oh, really? Yeah. They actually put it in his truck. Oh, I like that. Nice. Which I don't know if he's going to be able to resist, and that will give him a nice out to fire him again. That would be right? good. Yeah. That'd be great. That'd I can't believe ESPN brought him back, though. After all the stuff that apparently happened behind the scenes before he left, just like every mm-hmm. other job he's ever held, everyone hates him when he leaves. <laughs> Why do they bring him back? It's Probably amazing. for the publicity alone. I guess. You but, know, because, I mean, if they really wanted him, they'd hire him to do... A sports center or something, but they're not. You know, they're doing this limited time only run just so they can get the publicity, probably. Yeah, okay. Um, but I will say, Melissa Harris Perry redeemed herself somewhat from from the atrocious uh, tampon earring fiasco with a really good point about Detroit. Detroit just went bankrupt, and she's about to fill us in on why and how that happened. 
Here she is. We can talk about the micro story of Detroit, but it seems to me that Detroit, as always, is standing in for all kinds of things about America. Right. And mm -hmm. in the case of Detroit, the reason that the tax base becomes so small is because of a loss of population, right? So po folks move out, they're not there to pay the taxes on the homes, and the, the kind of deterioration is what you see in the numbers you suggested. But this lack of tax base is also exactly the thing that many Republicans would impose on us, yes. even when right. our oh. cities have sufficient My populations, even when our communities have sufficient populations. This is what it looks like when government is small enough to drown in your bathtub. And it is not a pretty picture. What? I, oh my. <laughs> Man, is she right on. It's small government that killed Detroit. Even though they have never elected a Republican. Never. Not since the 50s, Probably at least. Or, or does it go beyond that? It might go be beyond the 50s. I know we did a study back to 1965, and they hadn't. Until since 1965. Detroit so. was a city that in 19, I think it was 1956, had 1. 1.8 million people. Just Detroit proper. Okay, and then the, you know, the surrounding area, the metropolitan area, I don't know, 5, 6 million. Detroit has gone, Detroit proper, from 1.8 million to 700,000. It has lost 63% of its, of its population. Now, that's not small government at work. There's a reason the people left Detroit, and that reason was because the city sucked. And the city sucked because of the bad policies of the Democrats in office, because of the big government policies that drove them out of the city. You'd have a massive tax base if you had... Small government policies where uh, you invite people to come in and you you grow the economy and you increase the tax base. You don't decrease it. I mean, what a stupid ass thing to say. They've never had small government in Detroit. No, it's so stupid. Oh, that's the sort of crap you get from Melissa Hearth Perry. Uh, this is the analysis that she gives. Unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, by the way, going to the uh, the tampon story. Here's the truth about the tampon story. All right. David Dewhurst, the Senate president, reportedly didn't want women to have any items that could be thrown from the gallery at the lawmakers during their discussion. This, of course, would include tampons. To be fair, that's about anything a woman could carry in her purse. And one Twitter photo showed a box of energy bars in uh, in the box of confiscated items. So they took a bunch of stuff. Uh, however, there's an ugly side. I think this is from Newsbusters. There's an ugly side to what sounds like a ridiculous story. According to KETK News... Texas Department of Public Safety officers inspecting bags found one jar suspected to contain urine, 18 jars suspected of holding feces, and three jars suspected to contain paint. In other words, Dewhurst was completely right that they were going to throw stuff at them. Uh, and uh, they confiscated, unless you're just bringing jars of feces, you know, everywhere you go. Maybe so you bring we a hair see appointment. Will we see feces earrings on her tomorrow night? I hope so. I, uh, I, I do I wish. That uh, now, that would be classic. I think many have said she wears those daily anyway. Yeah, well, she should. <laughs> but this is such she a great should. this is such a great point on MSNBC. This is how they do the news. The truth is that women had probably announced in advance, or although why would Dewhurst know about it, that they were going to throw stuff at legislators if they did this. So he bans small things from coming into the building because he doesn't want to get hit with stuff. They successfully find feces and urine in jars that was going to be thrown at them. And the story on MSNBC is that they were banning women from bringing tampons in. 
because they hate women so much. Now, of course, the other part of that is they eventually did allow the tampons in, Mm -hmm. showing that that had nothing to do with their policy. But that's how they lie. Brilliant. Look at the I mean, look at the lengths you have to go to to tell the story in the way she's telling it. Crazy. Forget the fact that she looks like an idiot or that she stumbles through the program like a person who doesn't know how to speak. Think about the way she's lying to people there. She knows that story, and she just doesn't care. It is well, amazing. She also knows Detroit doesn't have small government policies, as does Ed Schultz in the brand that is Ed. The Ed, the Sch- Ed brand. The Ed brand you think knows something? I think the Ed brand knows and is lying. Okay, well. Uh, because the Ed brand was on the air. Of course, it was the weekend, and so he took his massive audience and uh, and lied to him last night. Here's... Ed taking what Melissa Harris-Perry said a little bit further. Detroit, Michigan used to be really a symbol of industrial strength and manufacturing in this country. But thanks to a lot of Republican policies, the city is now filing for bankruptcy. Now, it's the largest public sector bankruptcy in U.S. history. And the consequences could be devastating if you care about people. The already small force of police, firefighters, and EMTs are in danger of future layoffs. That's only going to make it worse. Roughly 30,000 retired workers are concerned about all their of these, pensions, you know, every things one that of they're them. counting on. Stop it for just Make a sec. Make no mistake. Stop it Detroit. for just a sec. Can you put it on pause? Um, every issue he's brought up so far, police, firefighters, local pensions, all of that, local government, all of it, none of that is federal. They're not They're not talking federal pensions for, for city workers. You don't get a federal pension. The police aren't paid by federal dollars. The firefighters aren't paid by federal dollars. None of those things are federal issues. Not one thing he's mentioned so far. So bad. Uh, let's see the rest of this. Oh, well, things that they're counting on. Make no mistake, Detroit is going bankrupt is exactly what the Republicans want. They outsource manufacturing jobs, attack unions, cut public services, and this is the result. What? Unions are the reason why Detroit went bankrupt, at least partially. What a dumbass, fat bastard. It's the the reason why you needed Barack Obama to step in and bail out after Bush bailed out the auto companies, or because of unions. It doesn't do with union bashing. The money going to the union members was far too high, and the companies couldn't support it. Then, when the companies all went bankrupt and had to move or move out of town... Uh, that's why you uh, have these ridiculous, decrepit cities in the state. That's why Michigan, who also, by the way, uh, through much of this period, had a Democratic governor. Uh, <laughs> I mean, all of the local government was Democratic. And that's why cities like Detroit are failing. At least that's partially why. It's unbelievable. Yeah. I mean, and then if you're to bring in the bailout... We did the bailout. Yeah. You ba- right. We bailed out the auto industry, and they still failed. Yeah, still went bankrupt. Uh, wow. What? I, I just, it's asinine. Triple eight seven two seven back. Seven two seven Beck, Pat and Stu show. Uh, you know, we were talking a little while ago about the uh, thirty eight part series of uh, Bees by Ken Burns, 
I th- do we have that? Do we, or do we have the promo? We do have the promo for it. This is, I guess, from a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, very oh, riveting yeah. television, <laughs> as usual. The mm-hmm. long documentary by Ken Burns on bees. Coming soon to PBS, Ken Burns presents Bees. It's the first truly in-depth look at these wonderful insects and their habitat, told only as Ken Burns can. In 319 four-hour episodes, <laughs> see the worker bee featured in episode 17. Bees, soldiers of honey. Soldiers of honey. See the granddaddy of them all in episode 44. <laughs> Bees, the bumblers. And their incredible homes in episode 108. Yeah, I like Bees, Kimmy Hive. It's a personal favorite. I had to watch that a couple of times. It's Ken Burns, Bees. Complete video collection available for only $4.95. <laughs> By calling one eight eight Now, if you don't, if you you know, you only watch the first two hundred, you've really missed out yeah. because it's the last hundred and nineteen episodes. Yeah. It's really that kicks in. Really kicks in. It is a little slow in the first two hundred episodes. Yeah, but- so the first eight hundred hours or so <laughs> are a little slow because they're they're in four hour segments per. Yeah. So the, and you, much, you're right. Much of it is just footage of me in a jar. You got to believe Ken Burns was pissed too when we aired that bit because that really was a real idea for him until that bit came up. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> until that bit, he was making that thing. That's why he went with ants. Yeah, and that was. Great. And it was it was only a uh, hundred and eighty four episodes, and they were just three hours each. Yeah. So that makes me miss the good old days. Good old days oh, of the program, when that's all we did was just fun, stupid things like that. It's fun. Well, then the world went to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> Good night, everybody. So, part of it. Yeah. Um, sh- by the way, uh, th- not soon enough. You know what I mean? If we can be so lucky that the world goes to hand in a hell in a handbasket, if I may quote Andrew Sullivan, who was on uh, the final episode Thank of you. Chris Matthews, who, by the way, uh, another venture he's failed in. Uh, mm-hmm. The Chris Matthews show going off the air, but uh, Andrew Sullivan was on the last episode, and it's a jovial moment in which they wish for the end of the United States of America. Here, watch. Andrew, are we going to be being, we Americans, you included, are we going to be the great, are we still going to use that word superpower? I don't even like it very much, the lone superpower. Are we going to be that 20 years from now? With any luck, we won't be. We will, we will understand what the founders understood. When you, when you leave America and you go back and you look at it from like over here, and you see this giant continent with two vast oceans in between it, and it feels it's paranoid and terrified of the rest of the world and wants to have this enormous military industrial complex to control it, you just scratch your head after a while and realize that Eisenhower was onto something. So was Washington. So was Jefferson. Um, I I think the transition to a post-imperial America is coming. I think it's overdue. Oh, my gosh. I can't take it. Now, you may know Andrew Sullivan as the guy who is the lead um, uh, purveyor of the uh, trig trutherism. Uh, that Sarah Palin did not actually. Is he the mother. guy that moved in next door to them no, in it's Alaska? A guy. That was different a different guy. guy. Okay. This guy was the guy arguing, and he's still on mainstream television arguing that Trig uh, Palin was not Sarah Palin's uh, son. Uh, that was his okay. big claim. So, that, so he's obviously very well respected. Can we get a photo of him as well? Uh, of a still from that video of <laughs> Andrew Sullivan. 
Because I, I don't. I, you, you tell me, I'm not a, a you know, I'm not a facial hair guy, but like, mm-hmm. what ha, the coloring of that is that possible? Like, so uh, it's black underneath his chin. Yeah. But then it gets gray just in that one spot, and then mm-hmm. everywhere else is black. I think it is because with beards, as you can see on mine, but uh, you're, you're it's it's it, it can go gray and certain like I I get gray right here. Uh huh. It's just interesting. It's surrounded by right he's got like an oasis of gray mm-hmm. in the middle of the desert of, of blackness. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, go back again. <laughs> he looks like a muppet. <laughs> Let's be honest about <laughs> he it. He does. Yeah, he does. Kind of. He looks like a muppet. Yeah, yeah, he does. He, tell me, that would be the the expert on the Muppet Show yeah. for news. No, I think you're right. And how about Chris Matthews? Mm. Uh, why would you not like America being a superpower? How do you like it, really? Why? Why don't you like it? Yeah. And why would you wish us not to be one? Wow.